Welcome to Hell's Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. And I don't like to warn twice, as a man who is now missing his kneecaps. So, John, you're uh, at, say, a tavern, at a table, having a drink of some sort. We'll say a little bit of Banshee's Breath. And you see, like, a... The closest thing I could put it to is a news reporter run up to you with pencil in hand. And he goes, uh, Leo, Leo, I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, so what can I do for you? <laughs> He goes, uh, is it true that you own a sweatshop? I, who says this? Oh, uh, we got that information from, and he's uh, looking through his uh, little sketchbook, and he says, uh, Almentines. No, well, they don't sound like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> but is it true? What? That you own a sweatshop. I don't think you've been talking to valid sources. <laughs> So he uh, looks at you with raised eyebrow and uh, sh shakes off his confusion. And uh, he looks at his uh, little notebook again. And he looks at his next question. And he says to you, uh, Leo, is it true that you only sleep with women on Thursdays at 3 a.m.? Well, it is true I do sleep with women on Thursdays at 3 a.m. Sometimes. <laughs> And he just uh, looks at you and just, like, nods while he's, like, scribbling furiously, going, yes, yes, of course, of course. And uh, he goes down to his uh, last question and goes, uh, Leo, is it true that you are here to destroy the town? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> and he goes, Almentines. Almentini? I think I may have had uh, too many of those. Well, that would explain these questions. Where should we pick this up? I want to say that uh, Iceman John, uh, I assume you were going to introduce him to your leader? Uh, I, I don't know if we were going to do that immediately. I said that, you know, I'll do what he needs to do, and then later we can uh, go see the leader. But if you want to do that now, that's fine. I was just uh, leaving it open-ended. Honestly, it's whatever your decision is, because I am okay with both. And just keep uh, to be mind. honest, Asmodai wants to kind of see if this guy is even worth his time. So yeah. he's going to pal around with him for maybe a day or two, you know, okay. do some things and then make his assessment from there. Yep. Just keep in mind, uh, I'm sure I taught Dust. I'm not sure if John caught on, but I know Dust and Mega, you both know that uh, time flows and things happen in the background depending on what you choose to do. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, case in point, the two orphans that are selling drugs. That that went into a fucking rabbit hole. Uh, speaking of that, um, so we're going to say that you two are pounding around. Uh, John, uh, what direction are you going? What, what's happening? I just want to have a good idea of what's happening. Um, so I'm going to walk walk back um, like kind of the direction we came from. Yep. I'm ultimately, I'm, I'm looking for 
dust and cobalt, but also while I'm looking, I'm moving towards the the merchant because now I've got a crew for him. Okay. Um, just to keep in mind, you guys are around here. I'll show you on. So if you were to look at the left aisle, uh, you'd be in the better neighborhood with uh, a cobblestone. And where you met the other guy was right here, uh, down in the blighted slums, where there's dirt shacks and uh, three levels of planks and catwalks. Yeah, and I also know that Dust will probably find me uh, before I find him, so I'm, I'm mainly moving towards the merchant. Mm -hmm. uh, can you uh, make me a uh, survival check for me, please? Uh, survival or a history, either one. Talking to me or John? John. Uh, I got a seven. Um, you mentioned Black Crate, I assume, uh, sometime during your discussions as you're walking, talking, and uh, Asmodai? Is that how you pronounce it? Asmodai, yeah. Asmodai. Asmodai watches you as you try to lead him, and I'd assume that it's your choice if you want to correct him or not, but he keeps leading you in bad directions. Uh, you said that you were looking for... Uh, what was the name of the place again? My apologies. Black Crate Trading. You said you're looking for Black Crate Trading? Yep. Well, you're going the wrong way. Here, let me take lead. I will show you. No, I'm pretty sure this is the way. No, it is not. You are going... In fact, we are in the opposite side of the city where trading companies. I just wanted to see how familiar you were with layout, and you've not disappointed. Well, I mean, I thought you I... are completely lost. No, I thought you wanted to take the scenic route. I mean, didn't you want to see? I mean, the there city? is scenic route, and then there is getting completely lost in the wrong end of city. Yeah, I agree, and we're taking the scenic route. Oh, well then, fearless leader, you continue to show us where we ought to go, and I will follow. And chuckle. <laughs> um, you end, you end up back at the lion's den where you guys started out. It seems like you wasted a good hour. And here we go. Hmm, <laughs> yes. Right back to the lion's den. Exactly where you wanted to go, yes? Yeah, I thought that's what you wanted. Roll's eyes. Well, let me show you where I want to go, and then I will lead him to the black to the black crate train. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you guys are going along, and you can easily navigate through it. Uh, just to uh, fill you in, as Modai, uh, as you're walking along, uh, the water is uh, a little past her ankle. Uh, for a water level on street, it's more of mud at this point. Um, there's two additional levels that uh, people travel on. You look up, you see uh, planks and uh, catwalks. There's one for extreme flooding and one for even worse flooding. So they have backups on their backups. But flooding season is coming. As you guys are walking along, uh, you see a uh, pot-bellied man with mustache and uh, a balding head. And it's uh, Sherman uh, as Modi. Uh, you know this man. Uh, what do I know him as? You know him as a, a general trader and very shady, um, but you know it. Your gang has asked him for a couple underhand deliveries, and actually, he is currently on a delivery for your gang at this moment. Well, uh, I'll just give him a, a wave. Good morning, Sherman. How is uh, how's the day going thus far? 
he pales at the sight of you <laughs> and goes, Asmodai, it's so very nice to uh, see you. Uh, the, the trade hasn't gone through just yet, but uh, just give me a couple days and I'm sure Solomon will get what's due. And he's just doing a couple pieces of paperwork. I give him just a cold smile. Oh, mm. you, you keep working hard then. Mm-hmm. Don't let me interrupt. Mm-hmm. Then he looks at... He looks at Leo, and his face goes pale again. He, and you he, he can see, like, the gears clocking in his head. And he goes... He doesn't say it out loud, but he's given the face of, Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, um... <clears throat> I can see you guys have met, and, uh... You probably know that he's pretty skilled, this dude. And I'm looking him up and down. Um, and I've seen him break someone's leg, so I know he can do some work. And uh, you see the man, like, uh, you see Sherman, like, rubbing his uh, kneecap. <laughs> uh, I got a, a couple more uh, people to help you with your issue coming shortly. Just wanted to, you know, oversee their operations, make sure they treat you right so we can... Um, solidify this deal can we cut away really quick uh we see dust and uh mega i i feel like you guys are on a goose chase because john or like uh, leo just keeps like going around in circles and eventually you know asmodai like uh eventually leads a straight path so you guys are just going all parts of the city trying to figure out where the hell he's at since he keeps moving dusty kitty sure that dusty kitty know where big kitty is Big Kitty's moving around a lot. I know exactly where he is, but he keeps changing. <laughs> um, can you both make perception checks for me? Alright. So Dust got yeah. 22. And uh, wow. Um Cobalt also got a twenty-two by the looks of it. So it's a it's a twenty. Twenty yeah, just comma T O O. Yeah. So well you guys got a pretty good uh you guys are not ignorant to it. Uh, you see more headless vultures watching you. At first, Dust, you didn't catch on, but as you're going along, you see that you guys are being followed by something. Just, I would say a murder of crows, but if we were to call this like, a, you know, a swarm of them. Yeah, you see a murder of vultures, all headless. And they're creepy, like, abdomen eye looking at you with tentacles, like, swirling about. So I'm going to look at the nearest one. And be like, let me guess, you're working with the Jade Hand to spy on us. And <laughs> it drops a letter. Do you grab it? Yeah, I'll grab it. It's, uh, if I were to have uh, to give it, like, an idea of what kind of uh, style it was written in, it's uh, kind of Alice in Wonderlandy or, like, old literature where, you know, you got the initial letter that's done really awesomely, then, like, the rest of the text is small. And it just says this way. And just down an alleyway where you see a hut that you know damn well was never there. Cobalt. Do you guys do? Cobalt really scared. <laughs> you should I've, be. I've never um, seen this hut before. I need to specify that all the vultures are like on the ledges down the alleyway on like the hut itself. They're all staring at you with tentacles coming out of their bodies and a singular large eye in each one each like eye is a different color and you hear like them repeat what was on the note this way this way this way this way uh have we made progress towards um leo it is strangely enough behind this hut 
Like, if you were to go, like, a couple blocks past where this alleyway is, you'd make it. But I, I can feel like the string is close closer. Yep. Hey, Cobalt, uh, I think Leo might be near, but I don't want this hut disappearing on us. You know that magic trick where you can make my voice louder? Uh, yeah? Let's see if we can have Leo hear us. Let's be as loud as we can and call for him. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, you can uh, make the call and uh, can uh, both... Uh, let's see. Leo, uh, Asmo- Asmodai, uh, can you, both you guys, make me a... Hmm. Uh, just a general perception check. Not one. <laughs> I don't hear you- crap. Yeah. Leo? I got an eight. No, you guys are discussing business with Sherman, and, like, we can just see the silent banter. I imagine I'm just, like, if I had a watch, I'd be looking at it, like, where are these guys? <laughs> uh, you could have a pocket watch. I really don't mind. Okay, just yeah. like in the actual like, pocket watch. Tapping my foot, staring at the pocket watch, visibly annoyed. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to you two, and we see the vultures calling for you. This way. This way. This way! And that's what they keep repeating. Are the vultures looking at a specific one of us, or both of us? Both of you. Oh no! Maybe Big Kitty dead! <laughs> Do I think he might be in there. Do you want to check it out? Or do you want to find Leo first? Uh, Cobalt don't like that big birds keep looking at Cobalt. Well, Cobalt, what we could do, we could have you. I think Colt, uh, Leo's around the corner. You could find him, and I'll check this place out. If Cobalt no have to be here. As Cobalt just like starts, starts running. <laughs> All right, you run. Dust, what do you do? I'm just gonna slowly walk down the alleyway, looking at the birds, seeing if they make any sudden movements towards me. And you just hear them repeat, happy, 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 happy. And they just watch you as you walk down. And if you take a closer look, again, just like uh, last night, you see the vultures also, like, even though they don't have heads, they have, like, uh, skulls from different... uh, people animals like you see deer heads or giant rat heads you see uh human heads the the skulls bleach white on each one of these like five foot vultures as they like uh, chatter and pop like the jaw on each one laughing there's a door in front of you with a golden knob and this hut seems to be crutched in this alleyway keep in mind it's like five foot by like it's five foot in length for um, the alleyway, so it's not too large. And the door opens with no one behind it. One of these tricks again. I'm going to look around. Inside? Inside. It's large. Impossibly large. The alley's five foot, and you look in, and it looks like if you look to the left, it's 100 feet that way. If you look to the right, it's 100 feet that way. If you look forward, you can't even see the back of the room. There's a lot of clutter, a lot of magical trinkets, everything. Like, you see shrunken heads just singing. Uh, before I close the door, yeah. I'm going to open it up as much as I can and use a hammer and a piton to keep it open. Okay. Uh, you walk in and you put it in the way. Anything look interesting to the left or right? So as you walk in, you put the pit in, just put it in. 
And the moment you do, it snaps and the door forcibly shuts. Now, if we were to cut away to, uh, uh, let's say, Mega, and he's running by the other side of the alleyway around uh, Mega, you no longer see the birds and you no longer see the hut. Oh no, oh no, oh no! Yeah, now let's cut back to Dust. Dust, if I were to really put it into words, this is a natural maze of clutter. You see various books, you see various devices such as ambicles, like everything used for alchemy. You see a cauldron fuming with a purple smoke. You see an assortment of magical trinkets, even flowers singing and shrunken heads shrink, uh, singing as well. And you are greeted by a small boy. And he says, Hello! Who are you? Hello! And you see, like, they both have purple hair. She has, like, uh, two pigtails with her long hair. He has, like, a short purple, like, a bull cut. They're both wearing overalls with white shirts. And the boy goes, My name's Mason! And the girl goes, My name's Mabel! And, nope, Mabel and Mason. And... They just, like, uh, show you off in different directions. You see Mabel going left, him going right, and you see, like, the boy stop, stomp his foot, and goes, Mabel, this way! And she goes, no, it's this way! And they just pout at each other. Which one do you follow? I am going to take a coin out of my pocket yep. and flip it. Even right. for Mabel, I follow Mabel. You start following Mabel, and she, like, uh, holds out her hand to grab yours. I don't let her grab my hand. And she's trying as you guys are walking by, and I assume you keep, like, shrinking it away. And she just pouts and just, like, kicks the dirt as you guys are going through this maze of books. As you guys go along, you see, like, a old couple. Uh, this woman having pigtails and just her hair is uh, slightly balding it's getting loose and she's playing a game of chess with a uh, old man also purple hair bull cut and you hear checkmate oh bullshit no 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 you're always a sore loser and putting a couple pieces on the table back and forth it seems like they reset and play again and the little girl looks at you and goes Welcome to the coven. And she looks at you and holds out one finger and goes, The coven of one. The coven of one? What is this place? It's a place for me. And you see the old woman look at you and go, It's also a place for me. And the old man, No, it's a place for me. And again, like they play a game of chess. And this time the old man goes, Checkmates. <laughs> And they just all look at you and say, welcome. We, we've been expecting you. Uh, so let girl, me guess, this is a place for me as well. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's only for me. And the grandma goes, no, it's only for me. And Mabel, the small girl, goes, you're both right. It's only for me. And you see them get up and try to lead you along the way. Do you still follow? How about a game of chess first? The old man who's trying to get up to lead you sits back down and goes, Hmm, sure. And he provides you like a little set. He uh, sets up the board for you. And uh, as he uh, sets up the board, 
So uh, you are playing uh, white in this very moment. And he uh, looks at you and just goes, Checkmate in one move. Give it to me, Sonny. And you can tell me where you're, you're going to put the piece to uh, get a checkmate. What piece do you move? I only get one move. One move. Yeah. Uh, just to give coordinates, too, because I think it's just cool. Just help visualize it. Um, well, if I knew coordinates. Oh. I can't see the letters on the bottom. I can uh, Is there no... They, like, cut it out? Yeah, sorry. Um, so we have, uh, we have the king in, uh, d5. We have a bishop in, uh, for the white side. Uh, uh, b5, we have a knight in, uh, I can actually look. g5, and, uh, we have an assortment of pieces elsewhere, including, uh, pawn near, uh, the king that hasn't moved yet. A pawn in front of the left-hand rook that has moved one space. And three pawns on the right that have not moved yet. Well, White's already, White's already checked. They don't have a king. No, he's not in check. Wait, so he's black, I'm white? Yeah, and you need to move one piece. It's your turn, you are not in check. That thing that's next to the uh, king is a bishop. Take your time, Dust. The old man just looks at you with his wrinkled fingers, and he just gives you, like, a crooked smile, missing a few teeth. Come on, Sonny, it's not that hard. Just move one piece. I gotta ask a real question. Dust, have you played chess before? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. That'd be very, very fucking awkward if I just give you a chess problem and you don't know how to play chess. Because I haven't played it in a while, so I'm trying to think, because I don't have a queen. Nope. It's what you can uh, move one piece and get checkmate. Uh, if it helps, Dust, uh, you should probably consider what is uh, originally putting the king in check. and then I see that. There. Uh, just clarify... Uh, uh, Mega, there's nothing putting the uh, Black King in uh, check at the moment. Oh, it's not in check yet? Oh, no, uh, Oh no! excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, the uh, next move will put it in checkmate. And that's when you're both attacking and presenting no options for the King to move. Because he works in check at the moment. He's not in check. If you, if you move one piece, it will make checkmate. And I'm going to start... Yeah, hang on. I'm going to tell you right now, just to uh, speed things up a bit, I'm going to add a clock really quick. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to move a piece. Are you ready? Yeah. So, in character. Ready? One, two, three, go. Horse to E6. Horse to E6. Uh, the moment you touch the knight, he scrounges his eyebrow and just gives you a frown. That is not checkmate. Then he grabs the pawn, like, uh, from... Uh, he moves your knight back and grabs a pawn closest to your uh, king, moves it up two spaces, and says, Checkmate, Sonny. And just shakes his head as he tries to get up. Come on, she wants to see you. Well, he wants to see you. I can't remember which one. And his joints, like, pop as he's getting up. Do you follow them? I follow them. Yep, as you're following them, you see, like, a... Uh, I'd say a beautiful uh, woman and a handsome man. Uh, the man has a bull cut, purple hair, wearing overalls. And this uh, woman is uh, wearing a dress. And again, it's variations of the shade of purple. And you see her, and she looks at you, and he looks at you, and go, uh, welcome. And she goes, welcome. And he goes, my name is Mason. And she goes, my name is Mabel. It's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, Dust. What so do you, you want to tell me what's going on here with all the vultures 
I've seen them before. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're attracted to negative emotions. Thankfully, if you know how to construct your bad feelings, if you know how to design it like a carrot on a stick, you can lead those devilish things. And she uh, goes to like a table and she looks down at the little girl and goes, Mabel, can you please grab me a book? And she looks at her and goes, get it yourself. And she smiles at her and says, I will. And you see the kid just look at her and just start to laugh as she runs to grab the book for her. And uh, do you have any questions while the little girl is grabbing a book? No, I'm just going to sit there. She looks at you. Are you familiar with uh, information, uh, being a broker of information? Like, do you understand how valuable it is in this town? I suppose so. Mm -hmm. Well, I have something for you. And do you see the girl, like, bring back two books? Uh, one, it has a mouth and eyes. It seems like it's made from human skin, and it's a breathing tome. The other book is a simple black book. And she presents you both these books, not letting you touch it, but explaining it with a hand wave, saying, I've heard of your proclamation in town. I wish to assist. And she points towards the book. If you wish to have powers from a deity, a powerful one, this is where you need to look. And you... She opens it up, and the thing screams. It's ear-piercing. You see the little girl, she's still smiling, but her nose and ears are bleeding from uh, the screech. But you see, like, the old people are not affected. Um, can you tell me, like, uh, do you understand, like, Infernal at all? No. She looks at you. Um, I'm gonna say she's gonna try to do an insight check to see how smart you are. Mm -hmm. She looks at you, sees. Alright, you don't understand it. And she points it out and reads it by the letter, explaining, Ball is written in blood in Infernal on this book, and closes it back up. And she goes uh, to the child again and goes, Can you grab my reading glasses? And she again says, You grab it! And again, the woman smiles again and says, I will. And again, the kid seems to laugh, Go uh, goes to grab a, a case, and brings back, like, uh, spectacles. And hands it to you. I'll grab it. You grab? Do you put them on? I'm gonna like peer through them first, see if you know, they're just regular reading glasses or if it changes. You know how I see everything else. Uh, you put it on. She opens up the book again, and you can read Infernal now. Uh, you don't know if it can do translate other texts, but for this, it can help you read. And she like skims past the pages, and each time she does it, it feels like you hear like. A knife cutting someone's skin, and you hear like a pain and a moan each time she moves the pages. And eventually she reaches one where it just says a ritual, and it's written in, in a like a crude font, and it seems like to be the wrong size. Before you could gain too much information, she closes it again and wraps it up and places it down. And she goes, she look, uh, she looks at the black book. And reads you off a few things. Saying, Roy Edmond walks the streets. 9 a.m. 9.05. He takes a left on Dragonbone Avenue. Then goes on to note his day. Then flips to another one. 
Ventriloquist Valentine goes to his ship. It's hidden, and before she says anything, closes the book and looks at you. I have a plethora of information that would be very valuable to you. Now, are you interested in making a deal? Depends what the terms and conditions are. You have the information I want, I can see. Mm -hmm. She just gives you a smile and goes, I wish to have the information myself. Did you know I, I never made a pact with Ball? And I'm very curious what his realm looks like. Very curious what he looks like. It's a very dangerous ritual, and I don't want to put myself and looks around myself at risk. Now, information for information. I wish to see that our deal is solidified. And she basically writes down a contract. And she goes, this will be a test run. See how well our relationship shall develop. And she points towards the contract and says, first, let's talk about Ball. I'll give you the necessary information to talk to him, to solidify a deal for power. So long as you tell me how it goes, what it looks like, everything about it. And her eyes glow with a glint of insanity. And she calms down and says, simple trade, wouldn't you say? You do it, and you're my guinea pig. Ooh, I don't like that word, guinea pig. Is there something else you're trying to get at? What, what do you gain from just the sights? Information. And she, like, points around her. That's all I want is information. And you see, like, uh, Mabel, like uh, the young girl, Mabel. She goes, yeah, yeah, more. I want, I want to learn more, more. And you see, uh, like, the old uh, grandparents-looking people just going, <laughs> you can never learn too much. Even in old age, you still learn a trick or two. Can never teach. You can always teach a dog an old trick. And he starts to chuckle. Um, if you want, you can do an insight check. Yeah, I want to check the contract. Okay, contract specifically. Go right ahead. Fourteen. If there's nothing out of the ordinary. It's a very simple contract. Like it's a paragraph. And was that it, a success? Uh, the thing with insights is I don't tell you whether you succeed or fail. But since it's it's a very simple contract, it's a paragraph. Uh, I don't have the wording exactly on me, but the, the basis of it is you do a ritual without fail, and you bring back the information of everything you've seen, heard, touched, everything about Ball back to her without fail. And it basically gives you a guideline for the time, just saying, you know, within like an hour or three, should this uh, contract be null and void if uh, you don't come within that time period the relationship breaks off and she wishes never to see you again from the time of signing or from the time of the ritual time of uh getting out of the ritual so like the moment you're done with the ritual is when the time period starts and it's like a minimum of like she does not want to see you minutes within it she wants to see you exactly one hour after and she wants to see you no less than three hours after the ritual uh, ritual so minimum of an hour maximum of three hours all right so i see in the contract i have a very specific time to come and see you i suppose i've never seen your house before so is it just going to appear in front of my eyes again dearie if you wish to see me just imagine me when you open a door any door any door i'll sign the contract she pricks her hand and a single drop of blood hits the paper and she smiles with a sadistic smile. And you see, like, again, the two kids, boy and girl, purple hair, 
same dress, like a little same getup, like both overalls. You see the two adults, and the the woman's wearing a dress, the man's wearing overalls, both purple hair, same getup. Again, with the old people as well. Now they all look at you and go, "You have made a contract." And saying this all at once, each one of them, their voice echoes and it reverberates around the house. They say. You have made a contract with the, the covenant of the covenant of the I shall be watching. They motion to the door. There is a back entrance that you can leave out of. I need the books first so I know how to do the ritual. You look at the book and you see that it's vanished. And you see that like, like a couple feet away from the door is a pedestal with that same book. Spoopy. The ritual book or the information book? It's uh, the ritual book. It's the flesh tome. All right. On my way out, I grab it. Yeah. And it moans as you grab it. And stuff it in my bag. Yeah. And it comes muffled. And you close the door. And you do not exit a hut. You just exit some random building. It, it, it's not even in the same general location. It's nearby, but it's not where you thought it'd be. It's weird. So I'm going to ask Cobalt telepathically if he has found Leo yet. Again, uh, so you had that link? Yeah, it lasted for oh. four hours. What happens if you break, or like, what happens when you break the link? Like, it does it stay broken or reconnect when you, like, re enter, like, the radius? Um, as long as you are within one mile, it doesn't say anything about breaking. You were not within one mile when you entered that hut. Let's just say it breaks. Uh, how, like, I would say that, uh, I mean, based on the wording, uh, like, it's probably it's probably considered a duration kind of thing, or like, mm. it kind of like a kind of like a cell phone signal, basically, where it's yep. just like you you go out of range briefly, but you're not necessarily disconnected from the call unless, like, unless in the case of like where dust specifically went, it would break the connection itself yeah so treating that like a cell phone you're out of service when you're in the hut and once you got out you got your service back so if you want to talk to him you can cobalt have you found leo yet yeah let's cut away like uh, during that entire time uh cobalt what were you doing well like now doubly worried about the fact that everything went gone again uh <laughs> cobalt <laughs> is now desperately looking for help i guess good thing leo's big kitty is nearby maybe <laughs> Looking for Big Kitty? So, uh, you, uh, you're searching around. I won't make you do a check. They're fairly close by. And, uh, Leo, as Asmodai, you see, like, a, uh, blue kobold, uh, running around. Now, hold on. Like, just, just to be clear, does, uh, like, uh, does, uh, um... uh Yeah, Iceman. Yeah, okay. Uh, do a check for me, Iceman. Uh, make me a intelligence history roll, please. Sure. I'm great at those. Thirteen. Yeah, actually, no, he's one of the few people that don't fall. Because usually it was, like, what was it, below 12 or 12 and below or 10 below, 1 2 for that check. No, you see Cobalt. <laughs> big kitty, big kitty! And you see Scary he's, Man. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like he's about to run up to him, but this is like, this like immediately his eyes widen, like, ah! <laughs> starts slowly backing away again. <laughs> what do you guys do? Uh, Cobalt, um, you're finally here. Where's the uh, other one? <laughs> he 
just keeps pointing at the big scary man next to you. Yeah, don't worry, he's he's with us for now. Why why big kitties safe for now? Yeah, who knows? People come and go. Very true. So metal man not hurt cobalt? Um uh, I mean I would try not to piss him off. <laughs> I'm guessing this is friend of yours. Yeah, I mean they almost got me killed a few times, but we've had some laughs. His voice is quite shrill. I just, uh, you know, I hold up a little bit of, of like, uh, I make a gesture with the wide skin, and I'm just like, you learn to deal with things. <laughs> Fair enough. Guessing, well, I've never been one particularly adept at stealth anyway. I prefer more, and he, like, looks down and gives this sort of it's a smile but there's no warmth behind it uh smile towards the kobold i usually like an upfront approach yeah face to face is always better kobold what middleman to stop smiling at kobold <laughs> he pulls back very well i'm guessing your name is kobold Wait, are he, he's, he looks at uh, John's character. Uh, wait, is his name Kobold or Cobalt? Like the blue. No, I don't know. <laughs> Cobalt is Cobalt. Hmm. All right. Well, that'd be an interesting question. And almost like remembering why I was there, like, ah, big, uh, big kitty, big kitty. Cobalt don't know what happened, but uh, but Dusty Kitty go by with the like big hunt, big bird things. With the I'm um, guessing the other merchant is still like standing with us. Yeah, he's uh, trying to mind his own business and uh, doing uh, uh, paperwork. I was like, oh, so hard to find good help these days. I know, right? Um, so I turn to Cobalt and I'm like, lead the way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say, like, uh, it doesn't take too long. You guys go a block or two, then eventually you guys, like, bump it in dust. Ah, Dusty Kitty! You're still alive! <sighs> Got some information. Mm. Leah, found another thug to work with? Excuse me, I am no thug, and I would be much appreciated if you do not use such a term when describing myself. Cobalt, no understand. What thug? Well, he has a better vocabulary than most, so I guess I'll stop using that word for your sake. I found a new business acquaintance. Oh, yes, that's the word. I tend to forget. Friend. Just use the word friend. They're my little draconic acquaintance. <laughs> Bites his tongue. If glove fits, you must acquit. <laughs> if glove fits, you must join my gang. <laughs> so, um, you guys uh, meet up. 
and it's honestly up to you guys uh you john you know you have an arbitrary like date to uh pay back someone uh dust you also have an arbitrary date to pay back someone both you guys have three days and it's getting uh close to late afternoon it's getting towards uh evening um i'd say it's getting about uh five o'clock maybe five six well we uh well also dust you need money i like money we uh also have this uh other business we have discussed previously and um first step to make that happen is to help this uh merchant so what do you say i'd rather have blood but let's see what he has to say yes, um, like i said first step to our other arrangement if i might inquire why is it that you are helping this merchant i for me it's uh, to make another deal work i need that Ah, good. I was afraid that it was out of some sort of selfless desire or sense of altruism. That would definitely be a knock against you in my book. <laughs> I think you can see that's not really my cup of tea. Eh, I don't... I tend not to assume. You know what they say about assuming. What did they say? It makes a kobold out of you and me. Kobold, no understand. Don't worry. You don't need to. And he gives you that that menacing smile once again. Kobo just puts a comfortable ten feet of distance away from you. I like him. <laughs> he know he has much wisdom. He has much wisdom. Uh, all right. To uh, move things along. Uh, so, what what's the verdict? Are you guys gonna like uh, sleep before going? Are you guys gonna just uh, try to go for like a ten mile like a uh, hike? to uh, get this over and done with what, what's the game plan here well since we know that uh at nighttime the city gets full of crazy demons i'm gonna yep. suggest that we um stay in the inn for the night and start tomorrow morning okay sounds good um you guys can uh where what end do you guys go to the uh hobblejack you go into lion's den what's happening i guess i've got my line of credit at the uh, what I know of a pretty decent inn in the town, a place that would be, it's not, that wouldn't be super expensive, but at least uh, better than, you know, like the slums. I'm looking like a nice three and a half star, you know, days, holiday inn type place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There is uh, one, this is not where nobles go, but, you know, like, uh, say like a, uh, a well-off merchant. Um, the name of the inn, I'm gonna say, is, uh, the Starry Eye. Oh, I know of an inn that's, uh, it's nice establishment, not top tier, but, uh, it will save a few coins. Unless you are dead set at staying at the Lion's Den. Um, I mean, we'll just, I guess I can slum it for tonight. Um, we'll put it on my, my company tab, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's a tab? It's a promise to pay later. Oh, like promise twig. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> sure. I love the lore. So, as you guys are uh, walking along, uh, you guys eventually make it to uh, the Starry Eye. It, again, just like most ends, it is basically like half tavern, half uh, just in. And there's a few rooms. There's a couple shady characters, but most of them are well up. Like, you know, more than likely, uh, 
Let's see. Uh, we'll say Asmodai. Can you make me a uh, perception check really quick? Sure. That's a 19. Yep. So you make a check and you do see like one individual with uh, two black uh, scleras, you know, the white of their eyes just pitch black. And you make contact with them and they smile at you and just wave and motion you to come over. And do you know this person to be, uh, what? I'm not sure the exact title you give it, but this guy is kind of a, not exactly a lookout, but he, uh, a, a scouter. Basically, he's uh, measuring up like a lot of these merchants that are coming by trying to figure out who to mark. Okay. And I just, a little friend, looking for business as usual. And he goes, Asmodai, of course I'm looking for business. And he just uh, tries to give you like a Spartan handshake. I, I reciprocate. Yep, this guy's uh, just human. He's balding. And his name is uh, Skillet. And he just uh, looks at you and just goes... Uh, the well's been drying up with the black eyes. We've been looking for uh, new art pieces, if you catch my drift. And he's looking around and going, oh, there's a few targets I'm trying to think about, but a lot of empty coin purses. Well, I'm traveling with a few dealers myself. They're off limits. Understood? Yep, he uh, looks at you, just gives you a friendly nod and goes, of course, of course, a friend of the Crimson Fist. Yeah, it's a friend of black eyes. And he uh, looks at uh, uh, the two, like uh, the cobalt, the dust, and uh, the, the uh, Leo, and goes, all right, understood, understood. And he just measures them up and goes, eh, they, they're not even worth a target anyways. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Yeah, you sure you know what you're doing with them? Like, I don't see a lot of potential, and you know I got an eye for it. And he just starts uh, giving himself like a chuckle. Well, he's desperate enough to be willing to try and hire me out of the blue after I uh, did some collecting. So he might be desperate, yeah. which means desperation means cheaper and a bigger chunk of and a bigger chunk of pie. Even if small pie, ninety percent of pie is still better than one percent of really big pie. Yep, and he looks at you and just goes, and you also know what they say about desperation. Easy loans. and Exactly. Yep, higher interest. And he just starts smiling and chuckling with you and goes, oh, how I miss the Crimson Fist. And uh, you do see, like, his hand is, like, uh, faintly red. It seems like he still has connection with your gang and used to be a part of it, but moved on to another syndicate. Or not syndicate, another gang. But he seems to left on good terms. It's not often that we let such a, such a prospect to go to play for other teams. And you look at his hand, he is missing a couple fingers, and he goes, I paid the price. Sorry. Like, what, what was I supposed to do? My sister got pulled in with them, and then someone has to look out for her. I don't blame you. I just, I, it goes to show how worthy you are, the skillet, the fact that you got to keep more than just a few fingers. Mm -hmm. and that's why he's smiling at, because you know, like, people lose a hand if they leave the gang. Basically, when you mark that hand and dye it red, that belongs to the gang. This is showing that he kept his hand, shows his promise. And how, like, how important he was to the gang. And he just goes, the boss man understood. He did. And I I think of every day and every night that he didn't take the entire thing. 
And he looks at you and goes, Well, on the bright side, at least both sides are making a lot more coin with me acting as a connection between us. And he smiles. Dead. And he just goes, I, I don't mean take any more of your time. I, I have some work to do. And he just waves Not a arm. problem. Any leads, be sure to let me know. Especially if there's anyone who's loose on cargo that we might be able to uh, acquire through aggressive means. And he just just glints his uh, teeth at you, and he just goes, of course, my friend, of course, anything for you. And, yeah. Most appreciated, and I hand him a gold coin. Next round's on me. <laughs> You're always good. You are always good. And he just motions for the barkeep. And you see him bringing, like, uh, again, like, the drink looks like it's a spa uh, space outside. It's completely black, like, uh, uh, what, what, what would the, uh, there's the beer Lager, like, an uh, actual Lager beer. Isn't that, like, the darkest out there? Or am I thinking Guinness? Uh, yeah, yeah dark lager. Yeah, yeah, basically it's a lager beer, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lager kind of beer, but it has, like, uh, white specks in it, like the stars at night. And it seems like this, this inn is famous for their starry night drink. And he just gulps it down in a few, like, passionate gulps. And you guys uh, regroup. Uh, do you all, like, get a room, go to bed? I will be getting a separate separate room from the rest of them. Yeah, I'm definitely getting my own room. Uh, three coins each. I'll put it on my tab. Persuasion check. <laughs> I will also, uh, when I'm going to get a room, flash my red gauntlet and go, I... I was wondering if uh, perhaps I could get a frequent buyer discount. And he uh, he looks at you, and uh, you see that uh, uh, his hand, like uh, it's not red, but it's he has like the insignia of uh, one of your marks. And he just gives you a nod and just say, "Boss man will know. It'll be on uh, gang credit." And he just gives you a nod. I rolled a That's what I like to hear. Twenty-seven. <laughs> And I, I just want, uh, Asmodai, uh, you do notice that your uh, uh, affiliate is getting taken advantage of by uh, Leo. Basically ah. saying, oh, yeah, he's just saying, oh, put it on my tab. And it seems like he's shocked and knows, uh, you know, Leo's status. And he just raises an eyebrow and gives a nod. You have a tab here. I have a tab in most establishments in the city. <laughs> Except this is one of my establishments, and I have never heard of you. You're lost. Oh my god. Lo looks at the uh, owner and says, let me see the list. And uh, he gives you a list. Uh, Leo, can you make me a D100 roll and add uh, 10 to that? 76. He owes 76 gold to this establishment. Ah, I do see you have you do indeed have tab here. Ah, so question: When are you planning on paying the seventy-six gold that you owe? Now seventy-nine after uh, the N has been added on. Correction: seventy-nine. And how long has like the the balance been ticking up? By the way, few months, and it's about like uh, I believe. Five ten percent interest each week. 
You know, the interest is piling up. Yeah, it's not a concern for this. Like, trust me. Yes, but it's been several months and you haven't paid at all. One might look at that as dodging payments. And he gives you that same very cold smile. <laughs> I just lay laugh. I'm like, uh, yeah, but, you know, once you are around town a little bit longer, I think you'll realize that you don't have to worry about that from me. Ah, see, but I worry about it from everyone, because sometimes the more money you have, the more like you are to stiff the little guy. So, as a show of good faith, let's say you put a down payment on, let's call it 30 gold. Just as a show of good faith. I'll tell you what. And so that I'll tell you know what. you're willing to pay it back. i tell you what. Uh, show of good faith. When I meet with your boss, I'll... Uh... I'll waive some of the down payment. That is an actual option. <laughs> <sighs> we could do that. He, uh, the, the man behind the bar, like, apologizes and says, uh, Asmodei, I, I do have uh, something from the boss man that's a little bit more uh, prominent. And uh, he writes down a name onto a paper and says, This person needs to be found. We haven't seen him in quite a while. And do you open it? Uh, I will open it when I get into a room. Yep. There's too many uh, prying eyes here. And he goes, he owes quite the amount of money. And he just, like, nods his head at you. Thank you for your help and service. Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, with uh, you two, uh, just hold a second. Uh, Cobalt, uh, Dust, what are you going to do? Um, do you guys even have money at the moment? Cobalt whispers up to, to Dusty Kitty... Uh, the cobalt thing, paper bad, worse than promised twig. Paper really <laughs> easy to tear. I agree, cobalt, and I'm gonna pull a torch out of my bag, give it to cobalt, and be here's my promised twig to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, what promise make uh, Dusty Kitty? Friendship. <gasps> Just like. <laughs> Just like I just want you to imagine, just like 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 how like his orange eyes just like just like shine brightly at that. <laughs> the, you know, it's like a digs through his his own bag real quick. Just like mm, no no. I if I could even see like ah here. <laughs> and then and then he pulls out his own little torch and hands it to you. Here, cobalt promise twig. <laughs> So, Cobalt, do you have gold for a room? Hang hang on. Um, can you guys both make an Arcana check for me? Just basic Arcana. Arcana? No, you guys don't really feel anything. You guys just exchanged wood. All right, you're saying? Cobalt, mm, it, do you have enough room for the night? It's a money here metal, right? Pull out a gold piece and show him. Looks like this. Oh, Cobalt have those. He like, starts digging into it, his bag. Oh, right. he, Do you want a chair room? He, 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 it's uh, like it's like uh, Cobalt prefers stay with Dusty Kitty. And whispers, Metal Man scare me. <laughs> Metal All Man right. scare Cobalt. Uh, the the innkeeper looks at uh, Asmodai and goes, uh, "Friends ears." Uh, indeed, they are. And they he looks at him and just goes, "One gold, please." 
I'll just give for him the gold. Both. Yeah, just one gold piece just takes it from you. Just for the both of you share room. And he just gives you a nod and goes, thank you for your service. All right. Does everyone go up to the rooms? Any final notes before a uh, long rest? We can do stuff during our long rest, right? Uh, it's more towards, uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, we have the campfire story, but, you know, it's going to be slightly different. Um, I'm going to save that for, like, when you guys are traveling. So, you know, everyone has a chance to potentially do it since everyone's in different rooms. Um, other than that, like, uh, I'll allow very simple actions if you want before a long rest. You guys can, like, you guys can go on a long walk so long as uh, it DM, we could all eat dinner together before that we too. go to bed and that could yep. be like the campfire story yep 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 we, we we can do that i just want to see uh does anyone do anything before hitting the hay we'll say you guys had a dinner of some sort i'm gonna forego a long rest to okay. study the book okay that is good um is megan the same room as you when you you're studying this I'll wait until he falls asleep to begin reading okay. it. Okay. Um, I like for first. I want you to roll a stealth check. Yeah, you don't wake up a kobold during that entire time. I'm just gonna go off your passive uh, kobold. Uh, yeah. And uh, you you figured out a way to cover like the tome's mouth so it doesn't moan, and you flip through the pages with uh, your glasses, and something happens. We'll get to that shortly. Um. Leo, uh, Asmodai, do you guys do anything before going to bed? No, I think I'm just going to bed. Mm -hmm. All right. Asmodai? I'm going to, I mean, just basic things. Uh, polish my shield and sharpen my javelins. Okay. Sounds good. Now, uh, let's do a quick campfire story. I'm going to make a roll. Uh, just so everyone knows, Dust, you're number one. Iceman, you are two. John, you are three. Mega, you are four. Come on, two. Two? Yes! All right, you guys are eating around the table, and you guys have an assortment of weird dishes. Like, uh, you have uh, duck made for you. Uh, you have uh, different sweets. Like, again, cobalt, you do see, like, similar sweet to what you ate before, like a pyramid, uh, like, covered with a green ooze. And it looks delightful to eat as custard filling. Tastes like watermelon. Um, There is just an assortment of fantasy, like, uh, foods that you would see. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, does anyone have a question for Asmodai, or do you, do you guys want me to pick randomly? Rando it is. So I'm just going to make a 1d3 roll. Well, I'll do 1d4, discount uh, uh, 4. Same order as before, but Leo, you're number 3. Well, again. All right, Leo, what kind of question do you have for... Uh, uh, no, sorry, I meant to say Mega, because I'm going in the order of our chat. Uh, uh, Cobalt, what, what kind of question do you have for uh, Iceman? <laughs> <laughs> so cobalt just like just like noticing like as he's as he's wandering like maybe as he was like wandering around like uh, mm -hmm. uh i i imagine like people were giving him weird looks of various sorts the me me metal man there why 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 everyone look like no metal man but like in bad way well, it is, it is not a bad way. In fact, I look at it as a show of respect. In fact, I think it's quite good when people look at me like that. It knows that they know who I am. And they know, more importantly, the, he thinks for a moment, the clan that I re represent. 
You understand what I mean when I say clan, correct? Uh, like clutch? Somewhat close enough. I belong to a very important clutch in this city, but we are not uh, all part of the same family. It's like clutch that you choose to go into. And uh, we appreciate the respect of people in the city. We do quite a few deeds that allow many to prosper. We give them the freedom to not have to be yoked to any sort of crown or yoked to maniacal businessmen. We give them the freedom to do as they choose. There's cost to this freedom, but it is not in any way the type of yoke one would have if they were bound to someone, say, service in the crown or working for a large baron or lord. Because... I have a question. Go ahead. Cobalt no understand why egg have to do with anything. Face palm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, that's a good moment to cut off on. Um, Let's make a 1d4 roll. That okay. was pretty good. You got one, so that's inspiration. Good job. Ah, thank you. Yep. All right. Um, Let's get back to Dust temporarily. Uh, Dust, as you're reading this fleshy tome, and covering the mouth of like uh, the the faces on that tome, you read down through ritual. And the weird thing is, you're trying to read it, but have you ever read a book when you're really, really, really tired? You start to forget your place. You keep rereading a paragraph, but it doesn't go through your head. You keep doing that over and over, and it gets hypnotic. And eventually, like you feel a tug, like uh, from your back shirt. Do you look in that direction? I keep reading. Keep reading and you keep reading and reading make an arcana check for me please you feel like it tugs a lot harder do you ignore it again mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll look behind me you look behind you and there's no one there but now it's not a pull on the back of your shirt it's front of your shirt is trying to guide you it's pulling at you do you follow the tug i'll follow the tug making sure i keep the book open make a stealth roll for me please Cobalt, you hear, like, the door shut as Dust leaves. What does Cobalt do in this moment? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Cobalt probably looks over and sees that Dusty Kitty isn't there. Mm -hmm. And Cobalt remembers every time that some one of his friends disappears, something bad happens. So, mm -hmm. he immediately gets out of bed and tries to go look for him. <laughs> it's night. Dust... You follow the tug and you're going through the mist. Something is wrong. In the good way. There's not a single demon in sight. Everyone knows curfew, but there's no danger. You get pulled and pulled until you eventually come to a boat. Do you get in the boat? I get in the boat. You get in the boat and grab the oars and go into the mist. Mega, I assume you're tracking him. Can you make me a roll, please? Investigation survival either one like like come on dusty kitty <laughs> don't go off into that good night natural 20 <laughs> you follow him perfectly it was like that chase scene with the one the wild ones as you're uh, following along you actually see a little bit of gang activity at night you see the wild ones like uh basically doing the same thing as uh, asthma did like uh, beating up a poor fellow you see 
like, uh, you know, satires, elves, orcs, basically providing protection for areas, beating the living shit out of uh, uh, people in this city. And you see assortment of gangs, black eyes, uh, basically, you know, the white of the eyes, black. They're moving under the cover of darkness. And you see, like, a couple red fists. Basically, like, uh, you see the hand is tainted red as they knock on a few doors at night. If there was any activity, it is purely gang. And the patrol for uh, the guards is sliced in half after the last couple nights. So patrols have been lacking and they've been taking advantage of it. You start to follow where dust was going. And at first at your height, you see black pants and you see thick hands with a, um, a ring on it with a green stone. You look up and you see the familiar uh, shaggy hair of Fallon. And he looks at you and goes, Oh, Cobalt, what are you doing outside? And he goes to pet you really quick and goes, what, What's wrong, boy? I I heard that your master wants to see me. And basically gets on one knee and just starts petting you. Just, uh, Cobalt looks really worried. Just like, it, and like, uh, and just kind of like, uh, like, like tries to like worm his, uh, worm his way out of it. Like, uh, and like seems really insistent on, on like moving in a direction. He puts his hand and keeps his grip to keep you from moving and goes, boy, it's dangerous at night. You got to be careful. This is a, uh, a dusty. Mm. So he can speak and just looks at you, gives you a smile. We'll cut away really quick. And we see dust going through the mist and you come to very familiar island dust. The island where your entire journey began on that fateful night where you're tied up with cobalt and uh, jacked. You get to the island again with like a, a lantern in it. It is very nostalgic and very traumatic at the same time. You're, you walk up on the island. What do you do? The tugging has stopped and you see headless vultures, all of them watching you with those weird eyes inside of their stomach that opens up with a plethora of tentacles wiggling about, each one with the skull, deer head, human head, all of them bleach white. I'm going to pull the boat ashore mm. and then continue reading into the book. You read into the book and mindlessly you start looking around and one of the vultures comes towards you and almost without hesitation with precise movement you kill the bird you grab the tentacles out and smear black blood into a ritual basically creating a summoning circle with a universal hexagram uh, you look it up it, it's a very cool shape and you make uh, inscriptions on each line in infernal and as you write it down, you see that there's like a bellowing black flame with a red, red inside that goes on on each point. And on the center is a blue smoke that bellows up. Now, can you make me a perception check? What did you get? 14. You see someone meditating, like foot and thigh, back towards you further on the island, just staring off into, like, the deepest part of the mist. Once you look at them, 
you can choose. Do you keep... I'm offering you a moment to get out. Do you continue? Do you talk to the boy? Or do you finish this ritual? I'm going to continue the ritual. You do. And the blue smoke like goes into your nose, into your mouth. You breathe it in, it's choking. And you see like the head turn back to you. And it's purple, highlighted, glowing eye stares back at you with an empty stomach. Congratulations. You have found Georgie. He stares at you as you begin to fade. Your eyes blur and you blink. And once you blink, the world's monochromatic. The island is gray. The sea is black. The sky is white. You see instead of stars in the night. All you see is blinking eyes, all of them watching you. Deeper into the sea, you see a mountain range with something sitting on one of the mountains. Gigantic is the biggest thing you've seen. It is bigger than these mountains. It's using it as a throne. The body type it has looks like Cassin Brust armor. It's basically a German armor. And it looks like, instead of like metal, it looks like chitin, you know, the, the shelling for crabs. And it's all plated. His hand rests on the mountain like an armrest. It's scarlet near his uh, hand, and the rest of his body is a mixture of white and black. His legs are marble cylinders that go deep into the ocean, and you see a tornado of white and black as you see the faces of humans like swirling about. His spine is a coral reef with countless predators, all of them flying, but their motions look like they're swimming or running. You see wolves, bears, the, the frog that chased you, and you also see a snake that looks like an anaconda. It's each segment on it has arms. It looks like a, a centipede. It's, it's strange. Its tail is the most impressive thing is impossibly long it is you you think the length beats the flying leviathan in the sky that wraps around the world because the tail is the lapping of the black ocean now it looks at you it's crescent is crescent moon head with the points like like pointing downward and this black bone jaw floating underneath it just stares at you and goes i am ball you have called my name. What do you wish more? And its voice is booming, like you're hearing the echoes of someone screaming in the distance. And it just watches you. And keep in mind, your body is like a silhouette, is completely black. The only thing defining you is a white outline. I get down on my knees. You get down on his, your knees and it goes. Good, you know your place. Mortal, I have watched you. I have seen what happened to your poor estate. I have seen your children burn. I have seen them crushed. And I have fed on them. For they were murdered. They have come to me. Wishing vengeance, they want their due. Are you the sword to make this claim a reality? So, noticing that his hand was red, correct? 
Yeah. Crimson. No. Not it's not a crimson red. Like if you look at the other hand, it is black. So one red, one black. And it has uh, plates. I take my left hand and I open my palm and with mm-hmm. my right hand I extend my claws. Mm-hmm. I cut into my left hand, mm-hmm. drawing a large amount of blood, not just mm-hmm. a prick. Alright. It gushes on the sigil that you made is still there, the Unicursal Hexgram, and it basically like lights up the symbol. And it begins to laugh at you. It bellows and it goes. You draw blood, yet I have no offering. You wish power, but haven't struck. Where is my murder? The Jade Hand and all of his followers will fall in your name. It looks at you and you hear it laugh. <laughs> it just echoes and it makes your ears bleed you hear gaps within its voice as it begins to laugh it is probably the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life and you don't see eyes on this thing the head again looks like a crescent moon you can only assume it's staring at you and its lower jaw is just like slapping against the the pointed part of the crescent. And it looks at you and goes, I have already sent it a request, a demand. And again, like you just blink your eyes and you see like the burning image of a rabbit. And you see like a cloaked figure that hoists the head of this rabbit. It looks like Nickel. I have requested his head, yet you live. Why? Nickel, you want him dead? I want him home. And you, if you were to look back, you feel the wind pushing your head. And back, you see like an outline of the harbor, again, gray. And against like the, against gray of the land itself in the black of the sea you see a white tree and each with a black noose it's a hanging tree and he points his finger and says if you wish for power each noose must be filled i want heads i want souls i want them give them to me and I shall give you the power to take the jade hand. It is done now. It is done. And he looks at you. I shall not give you the power you deserve till I see a rabbit hung and snare that white rabbit and give it to me. And it raises a hand and you see like uh, red threads like coming towards you and in your hands you see the two daggers that you got from the trauma uh, traumatic uh, nightmares that you had of that very night and you see like the red threads like reforming those daggers into like the handle of a whip and he says to you fear is what makes you human 
It is what makes a mortal a mortal. Use that tool, and you will gain the power you need. And it looks at you. Be wise. Be passionate. Kill in my name. Should you ever turn your back on me, no you shall. And you hear the word regret it, like, fade into your ears over and over and over again. And you snap back into reality. And you look where Georgie was, and he's no longer there. But in the water, you see his head tilting and turning, and he keeps repeating, Where are you, Dust? Where, where were you? And it goes, where are you, Dust? Where were you? And again, and again, and again, repeating, repeating, and repeating. I go to the head. Do you? I walk up to it, to where I'm out of range. And I'm going to take my whip and make a smack at it, exclaiming, he's already fallen to the mimics. You do that. And I want you to tell me. What did Georgie fear? He feared his father. You see, like, the whip makes, like, the small head of a stranger you've never seen before. And, like, beads. Or not like beads. Like, uh, imagine a tree, in a sense, where, like, faces are warped into it. But you can see a semblance of, like, what the face looked like. You see it extend. And you see, like, the, the whip imitating the voice of, like, that man's father saying you're never good enough i always hated you why were you born and it just like the very like tail of the whip is his hand as like it just scratches at the face and you see it reel back and sink into the water then let's have a cut mega you see fallon just giving you a smile just saying i didn't know you could talk it's like kind of like still kind of like squirming a bit. It's like dusty kitty danger. Hmm. It is dangerous at night, and he just lets go of his grip on you. But you feel like a small imprint from the ring on his finger, and he looks around and goes, "Well, where did he go?" So does uh, does Cobalt still like? Uh, I'm not sure exactly like how, how he was following the trail per se, but like, does, can he still follow it? Yeah, like, uh, we'll say it's assortment of things. Like, uh, you can, like, recognize it by smell. He shed it a little fur here and there. It's it's not a cold trail. You can follow it, and it'll lead you to the beach on an empty dock. I guess Cobalt, as he gets there, just looks out really confused. Mm. Just, like, and then, like, kind of falls on his butt and starts crying. And he's... And he, like, sits down with you and starts patting your back and goes, Don't worry, Cobalt. I'm always here for you. And you're here for me. And he just gives you a light hug as he just sits with you and waits at the shore. And you guys see a boat coming towards you. And then it morphs into an anglerfish. Roll initiative. This has been House Common Blood. The intro music has been by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Dead and Curtis. Time's up. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. 
please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell others. Word of mouth is best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us, and hopefully you enjoyed all of my disembowelment.